Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of 420 News with your homie Wizard. How you guys doing? How you guys doing? Hope you guys are doing really well tonight. Um, flying it solo tonight uh, again. So uh, we'll get through this. We'll have a little fun tonight. Got a got a couple things to talk about, whatnot. So we can go right into the 420 News. So uh, tonight. Um, the smoke of the podcast is uh, a little bit of Berscotti Pippin by Rose Marley and 757 underscore exotics on Instagram. <coughs> Sorry. Make sure you guys go out there and check them out. Give them a like and a follow. Tell them that uh, Tok Talk sent you. Anyway, um, I hope everybody's been going good this past week on everything. Uh, hopefully everything's on the up and up because of COVID and all that. I know a lot of people are starting to venture back out into public and do their thing, which is awesome. Just remember uh, six feet and keep your mask on if you are not vaccinated. <laughs> but anyway, welcome back to 420 News, where we tell unbiased news, good or bad, on the cannabis front in Virginia and nationally and internationally on some stories. So anyway, uh, tonight's uh, big story is going to be, uh, should the public cannabis consumption be allowed? And we'll speak on that shortly. Uh, We got a couple more good ones. And we also got a uh, legalized country alert coming in from from over the pond over there. So uh, just stay tuned for that story and find out what country is the next country to ultimately legalize it throughout the whole country (laughs) and of course we'll have a candle woman of the week of like we always do uh this will be our 21st candle woman of the week on since we started 420 news on our podcast tote talk and real real quick quick exciting news we are here at tote talk we are officially trademarked tote talk trademark is finally official which is amazing long time coming but anyways hop right into the stories our first story, um, all real quick, all of our sources come from 420magazine.com, so make sure you go over there and read out all the articles that these uh, writers have been able to research and share with all of us about our next 420 news. So the first story comes in, uh, should public cannabis consumption be allowed? In New York City, when they're allowed public smoking of marijuana, arrests decline significantly. Sounds like a no-brainer, right? If it's legal to smoke weed in public, cops can't arrest you, except in some places there are gray areas and cops like to exploit these gray areas to increase arrest records and feel that they are enforcing the law, quote unquote there. But uh, real quick, um, I don't see a problem with the consumption of it. Um, I think it should definitely, definitely be um, handled like uh, cigarettes. Um don't do it around children uh, obviously certain places will put it up and say you can't smoke in establishment basically anything that covers the law in smoking including the age should be considered for consumption of marijuana in public nowadays but i mean that's just me um i don't see nothing wrong with it as long as you're not selling it and exploiting it to uh peoples under the age of 21 the legal age um think it's a no-brainer i mean and like it says like in new york and there's a couple other places that we spoke on that significant drop in arrests for simple possession and so on and so forth which is amazing 
But the biggest thing is, is the fears of public smoking. The picture that opponents of the public smoking would want you to believe it's once you allow public consumption, people would be walking around smoking joints everywhere all the time. While it's true that public consumption would invite the occasional whiff of cannabis smoke, most people are not fans of walking or walking around smoking marijuana. With vape devices, they typically take a hit or two and continue their day. Smoking joints simply creates too much smoke, and it's usually reserved for parks and or outdoor events around the city. Which, I mean... That's totally fine. I mean, and I'm going to sit here and say real quick. I mean, we don't like walking around smoking marijuana. We, we don't. You get tired and you just want to chill, maybe stop somewhere. I mean, ultimately, when you're walking around smoking marijuana, you ultimately end up stopping somewhere and chilling, going into a restaurant, a store or something like that to sit down. I mean, it's happened to all of us. It's definitely happened to me plenty of times walking around on the beach, um, get tired and get high. And you just want to sit down and chill and enjoy the surroundings and uh the biggest the biggest thing is smoking tobacco versus smoking cannabis it turns out that cannabis and tobacco smoking are virtually tied roughly 12 percent of americans admitted to smoking cannabis regularly versus 14 percent of americans who smoke tobacco regularly most places ban smoking tobacco indoors however when it comes to outdoor consumption there is not an issue if if people believe that smoking cannabis outdoors should be banned then obviously the question would need to be asked what about tobacco and i, I get that if you're going to ban the i guess uh smoking outside aspect of marijuana i mean tobacco is just the same it, in my opinion and with the sources and all the stats and statistics smoking tobacco is way worse than smoking cannabis and if if you're gonna basically make it against the law to smoke cannabis outside then i i think that lawmakers should turn to cigarettes smoking outside and maybe it should just be done on the, your private property just as well i mean it, it, it's like i said it's like they said it's a big gray area and uh it, it's crazy that they allowed tobacco smoke just to be everywhere for the last 50 years but as soon as marijuana starts becoming legal in certain areas that they're like oh no you can't smoke it outside everybody will get high and so on and so forth and all the the fake studies that were brought about over time and keeping it a uh scheduled drug and stuff like that it, it, it's 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 crazy to me to think that people just want to get rid of it all like it's here to stay and and people just want to get rid of it and or just try and keep it like they think it's so bad that you got to do it in in the privacy of your home i mean it's hard and when it comes down to it it's like how much government do we actually want with this whole marijuana the legalization around and being able to smoke outside in public without reparation. I mean, with, without being re- reprimanded for it and, and whatnot, it, it's just nuts. Like how much government do we actually want? Um, Cause we want the government. It's going to take the government to help us to push all these laws and make it this and make it that and be able to do everything that we want to do in the end. And, but how much government do we actually want? Um, if they actually do ban smoking out in public, I mean, well, what's going to happen when you don't comply? I mean, the government looks weak, which means that their ability to enforce the norm diminishes. And in order to rectify this, they have 
to have a few more options out there. And um, worst case, you just make it harsh as hell. I mean, if the government's going to want to do that, I don't support it. But if if people don't or the government don't want people to smoke outside, just make it harsh. I mean, make it one year in prison if you're outside smoking. No deals. I, I mean, just it, it's going to be crazy because just like over time, it's just like, you know that it's illegal, but people's been doing it forever. And even when it's hasn't been legal enough with the nasty what we're gonna do is go over to a state that really don't care about it over there in california headlines can california grown cannabis to be judged at the next state fair which over there in california i know from my daughter out there is the california state fair is huge but it's been struggling the past two years with covid cancellations and all that but but planning is already underway for the next year's event and among the livestock and food competitions, there will be new awarded award handed out for the top pot. We're going to answer. We're getting answers on just how the cannabis competition will be judged. The state fair is a Sacramento summertime tradition, which is awesome because my daughter's right near it. So hopefully she'll get to go this 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 come up a year or next year or whenever it's held again. I'll, I'll let you guys know as soon as. But along with food and fun, its purpose is to recognize the best in California. Annual competitions are held to pick the top winner of wine, cheese, olive oil, and craft beer. But next year, a new category is being added. Cannabis cultivation. Which is amazing because it's it, it's finally going to start getting recognized more by the public by showing these businesses and these grow-ups and everything around California and just get them publicized out there. It's it's amazing that there will be a competition instead of just like the cannabis cup through high times. It's, it's going to be a state fair and one of the most recognized legal states in the United States. And that's, that's amazing. It's crazy. But according to Brian Applegirth, CEO of cultivator brands, it's a big milestone for the cannabis industry. Cal's expo board of directors approved the the top pot competition as far as i know it might be the first time any state fair is doing it said chairman of the cow expo board of directors jess duffy duffy says its purpose is to recognize the quality contributions of california's cannabis cultivators it's a growing industry and it's important to agriculture in california said duffy other events have traditionally used the panel of judges who carefully sample and rank all the entries. So, how will this cannabis competition be scored? No, there will not be a panel of judges sitting there smoking cannabis, said Duffy. Instead, each entry is sent to a laboratory and judged specifically based on its chemical comp composition. We're looking at seven different categories. Two of them are cannabinoids in the other five of them are terpene profiles. The state nearly 7,000 licensed cannabis cultivators are eligible to enter. And just like wine and others, the winner will be presented with the prestigious Golden Bear Award to acknowledge, acknowledge being the best the state has to offer. That is amazing. I mean, finally, it's starting to get more recognition instead of just being like a cultivating business. Now, and, and California is going to open it up sooner or later. There's going to be like a national cultivation cup or something like that. It's going to be awesome.
it'll just be nice to see how many different growers and what they can do with different strands and different like genetics and stuff like that maybe just maybe see cannabis you've never seen before on the planet maybe they invented it i mean it's it's, it's nuts just to think about it it's just everything is is moving in the right direction it's cannabis ain't getting blackballed like i thought it was going to when it started getting basically getting the ump to become federally legalized i mean we're a long way but it's happening we're in uh basically uh 26 states now um so it's it's coming up but that's awesome california i mean the golden bear award for the best pot plant that's amazing <laughs> it's crazy it's nuts but uh entries will be accepted beginning november 1st and winners will be announced in may 2022 so there you go guys any california cultivators out there anybody listening uh, from california that cultivate uh cannabis plants uh, obviously get to that state fair and get you guys recognized maybe the being the best pot plant in california the best grower that'd be amazing but good job on you california a big round of applause on that like it definitely pats on back for california thank god they're people are just it's moving in the right direction it makes me happy to read stories like this but um it's it's going to be good things in the future hopefully uh california lead the way man <laughs> on some real lead the, lead the way show them show them how all 50 states should should do it and um hopefully uh one day it'll be federally federally passed as uh, a legal substance like tobacco and alcohol and whatnot yeah but anyway um we're gonna catch a commercial break and we'll be right back with you Hey guys, it's the Wizard from Tote Talk, and I just want to uh, come on Instagram and let you guys know about the Fall Cannabis Festival thrown by TRT Productions, our mother company. Hopefully, uh, we'll get all the information out to you guys soon. I know it will be in October on a on a Saturday, and so far the tickets are going to range from twenty five dollars to one hundred and fifty, and vendor prices will be three hundred dollars. Well, I hope you guys just stand by us and uh, make sure you guys watch our Instagram, the roundtable underscore 757 for all upcoming information on the fall cannabis festival thrown by me and Mountain Man of TRT Productions. Um, Also, if you guys would like to meet us in person, please come out tomorrow at a day in the garden with the Lily Brothers. Come toward the Lily Brothers Canna Company Farm on Nasman River in Suffolk, Virginia on September 12, 2021 from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Make sure you guys go out there and get your tickets right quick and uh, come out and see us. Give us a shout. And welcome back to 420 News. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that commercial. Anyway, let's get right back into it. Our next story is a uh, is a good one, I believe, when it comes to all cannabis smokers. Um I, I truly believe this one to be the best story out of all of them. The story of cannabis and five essential strands. I love it. Arguing over the strands of cannabis are the best is a time-honored tradition. In good company, armed with some basic knowledge on the seemingly endless bounty of cannabis varieties now available. The quest to defend your chosen strand as the best of the bunch is often a largely subjective exercise, but a fun one nonetheless. By contrast, a conversation on which cannabis strands deserve to be the considered essential in an overall survey of the plant's long, strange history is different matter entirely. 
crazy. That was a good intro, though. Not even going to stunt. That was a good ride. I mean, getting in. While there are unquestionably many candidates worthy of consideration, telling the story of weed through but a handful of its most cemental spe- specimens sorry, is a challenge that quickly yields some obvious answers. Even if your favorite strand is not among the five examples highlighted below, it is likely that one of those featured opinions is a genetic cousin, forebear, or offspring of the strands you hold dearest in nearest to heart. Thus, considering these selections as a series of strands, stepping stones that collectively offer a brief but a brief overview of just how far cannabis has come and where it may be headed next. So, first on the list is uh, is one that I never even heard of. Not even gonna lie, but it's called Pam- Panama Red. Before cultivators began breeding cannabis to create new crosses, consumers were smoking exclusively what is known as landrace strands. These were often named for the geological area in which they naturally grew, which is how we got Panama Red. The classic of the industry is a pure sativa that would go on to become a household name for pot fans in the United States in the late 60s. Mostly for being widely available at the time when few strands were even on the market. Known for its lengthy flowering time, often at least 11 weeks. The desire to combine the effects of land race strands with shorter flowering cycles of cannabis originating from Afghanistan and other similar climates kicked off when what would be ultimately become a crossing breed revolution so basically panama red was like the og of the og like it was i don't know i gotta look it up but it's a pure sativa which is probably really good but the flowering time man is nuts 11 weeks it's crazy but it's nice that those guys started breeding it to get uh genetics to get a shorter flowering time and all that that's that's pretty cool hint comes crossbreeding like that that's 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 amazing so it all started from a strand from the 60s that everybody smoked because it was around. It was the OG, man. Number two. Well, actually, this list is in no particular order. So next up, Northern Lights, which is a goodie. It's one of my favorite strands out there. I really enjoy Northern Lights. Um, it's really good strand. I like it when it's uh, concentrated down to like wax or shatter. So good, so good. The flower, the flower effect's really good. It's a good hybrid. But uh, when it comes to hybrids, the story can't be told without including Northern Lights. Across of multiple Afghani land race strands, Northern Lights is revered for its potency and quick, bountiful yield. By the time we arrived, Northern Lights number five, so named for literally being the fifth manifestation of the strand the recipe had evolved and also included genetics from a thai land race sativa the result was the addition of both a fruity taste and more notably the cerebral high for consumers reaching its peak of popularity in the early 90s northern lights and the number five 
uh, variant specifically is renowned as a sturdy, reliable strand that would also feature prominently in the next phase of the cannabis story, wherein hybrids were at least crossed with one another and the sky is truly become the limit. Uh, that's amazing that Northern Lights was born from just crossing the hell out of some Afghan land race strands like just just here you go mate here you go mate boom 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 like and then northern lights came about and northern lights is very potent I, i'm guessing it's come come from a very potent line of land race strands sorry getting a drink but that's amazing i never knew that about northern lights that it was basically born from all those land race strands i mean before i read this article i never heard of a land race strand i mean that's that's amazing but let's take a look at number three og kush oh man that's a good smoke the story of cannabis also takes the west coast as its setting and for good reason encompassing california as its famed emerald triangle as well as pivotal neighboring states like oregon and washington weed's revolution or evolution was one that largely took place where the united states meets the pacific ocean perhaps no strand better exemplifies the journey that og kush has forever shrouded in mystery origins the best guess of this eager to trace its lineage suggest it was cutting it was a cutting smuggled from the west coast of florida and back again that ultimately yielded this iconic example of cannabis at its finest forever enshrined in the lyrics of classic rap songs and still name check today as a titan of field what is known is that we have a cultivator in los angeles known simply as josh d to thank for ushering the market into hybrid frenzy that never truly dissipated so shout out to josh d for making og kush what it is today in the hybrid market skyrocketing that's amazing See, it's just cool just to read these articles and be able to learn stuff about different types of different types of strands and all that. But of course, it would be California to make one of the best strands out there. Leave it up to California and the triangle to make the best weed ever. I mean, they deserve it. They know what they're doing out there. But next, White Widow one of one of my top strands white widow is amazing if you haven't tried it you should definitely find real white widow and definitely check it out definitely check it out basically rival of og kush in terms the name recognition in another hybrid that rose to prominence in the 90s white widow named for its bud latin with white in crystal resin there is no actual venom to worry about however a highly potent experience is all but guaranteed from this netherlands born heavy hitter derived from a cross between brazilian indigo and south indian south indian sativa land race white widow is has long served as a sample of dutch coffee shops 
Weathermore, the desirable effects of White Widow, often described as a mix of Europic and energy, makes it no surprise that this strand would often be utilized to create a host of popular offspring strands, including White Russian and Blue Widow, which I've had both of those before, and those shits are amazing as well. Um, speaking of that, I actually have, uh, I know one of the guys who was involved in this cultivating of White Widow, and he won a can of cup one year and i've spoken to him a couple times he's a good guy but i've met one of the uh one of the original five i mean i know everything about white widow i mean he has names on the patents for it and all that noise through amsterdam and all that shit then well netherlands and all that that shit's crazy met him by accident had a crazy crazy talk with him but nothing i can talk on the air i'm sorry about it but next basically one of the greatest strands out there um you can get a variety of the strand from black gelato to gelato like you can get all kind of gelatos out there nowadays but next one is gelato turning our eye back to the west coast the story of modern cannabis is rather perfectively encapsulated by the balanced hybrid known as gelato having gone through multiple incarcerations (laughs) all courtesy of san francisco cookies farm genetics led by famed cannabis breeder mr sherboski and jiga i'm sorry if i killed that first name phenone type number 33 is a effectively if unofficially nicknamed Larry Bird in reference to famed Celtics basketball player jersey number, featuring a cross between our two already famed hybrids, Thin Mint Girl Scout cookies, and the mouthwatering fruity indigo sunset sherbet, Gelato served as a pivotal role in establishing the Bay Area as the new headquarters for intervating legendary cannabis strands. Still popular today, the amount of strands that owe a debt to recognition to this modern marvel are simply too marvelous, too numerous <laughs> to to name. As for what comes next, the answer is as simple as paying a visit to your nearest neighborhood dispensary. New and incredible, new incredible strands in the new incredible strand games are arriving simply every day making the strands listed above but a starting point for any cannabis connoisseur on a quest to touch and taste all the magical all the magic of the cannabis rainbow i botched that but hell fuck it why not but anyway that's fucking um, like that five anybody out there that want to start smoking those are the five to start with 100 percent guaranteed that you'll love all five and i simply 100 like i said this list is in no particular order but i truly agree with all five of these like i, tr- I truly 100 truly i mean uh, that's good picks good picks but gelato man gelato's good white widow's even tastier og kush is always the main man to go to i mean it's they got the they got the legendary five up there. It's crazy. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. But anyway, let's get on a ship and go across the sea to our international story for 420 News this week. Uh, 
uh, Italy set to hold cannabis referendum. Referendum that call for Italy to liberalize to liberalize cannabis. Italy is set for a referendum on liberalizing <laughs> the use of cannabis after activists gathered half a million signatures, the threshold required to trigger a public vote. The referendum, which can be held early next year, proposes to legalize the growing of cannabis for personal use and scrap prison sentences for selling small amounts of the drug. Awesome. So everybody's taking the lead. All, all the the countries that are already legalizing it, there's it's just not the states in the United States taking it. It's every country is moving towards it. And I love it. Just growing it for if they don't want it to be sold in their country, that that's their that's their prerogative. But at least make it legal to grow your own plants for personal use and then just Get, kick people out of prison that are there for having like three grams or something probably serving 15 years over there is probably just as bad as america but we're getting there just like italy that's amazing italy good job good job good job good job but according to like the the i believe the ambassador or like the leader of italy that he's going forth with everything because the medical use that uh cannabis could really 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 benefit for people um they said it'll help their universal health care system um and it'll give people options not to take opioids and get addicted and stuff like that is that that is amazing but it um it, it seems to oh another big rule is that any it's going to be 25 over there so unfortunately it's not going to be 21 like everyone else but 25 and then also they're calculating around 7 billion euros for tax revenues on being able to grow your personal plan. So obviously they're looking to tax that. So you probably have to sign forms and keep up with how many plants you're growing and then pay taxes accordingly. But the big one that I'm really, really happy about is they're going to use it for medical purposes, um, which is amazing. That's going to cut down on opioid use and all kind of stuff like that which is really good for the community. Um, less opioids, maybe more medical cannabis can help, can help people more. It's just it, the addiction part of it. That's really getting me with the, with everything when it comes to the pills and opioids and stuff like that. It's just the addiction of it. I mean, you can't really be like hard addicted to marijuana. It's all, it's all mental state when it comes to addiction it's it's not physical addiction it's mental addiction and unfortunately some people have that like it's an actual physical addiction and it gets it gets nuts out there <laughs> but anyway good on you italy i'm gonna have to next 420 news uh next week um i'll let you know how many actually countries um have it legalized for recreational use and i'll give you that number next time i don't have it on me this this go around didn't think about that but I'll definitely have that and I'll have an updated amount for the uh, legaliz legalization of recreational use in the United States. I'll have an updated list on how many of our states are um, recreational legal now. And uh, well, speaking on that, thank you, Italy. Keep it going. Maybe uh, maybe 
the United States will follow in its footsteps. Hopefully, maybe see more countries do it. The United States will hop on board with the trend. Hopefully, it's not a trend, but <laughs> but unfortunately, it's going to take a while to get it federally legalized. But keep it up, Italy. Good things are coming for Italy. Seven billion dollars, seven billion euros. They're expecting to get off tax revenues from the state estimating value of seven billion euros. That's crazy, crazy noise. But anyway, next up, your can of woman of the week brought to you by this week's shout out. Why don't you guys go over there on Instagram real quick and give my give my guys over there at cosmic underscore gorilla seven five seven a like and a share. They got a uh, really cool stuff on their page. So go over there and check them out. And uh, if you decide to uh, DM them, let them know that Tote Talk sent you. So back to the can of woman of the week. And this week it is Olivia Alexander, CEO and founder of Kush Queen. The founder of the Los Angeles-based luxury cannabis brand that specializes in wellness and lifestyle products, both CBD and THC-infused, including bath bombs, pain relief lotions, edibles, and much more. Alex- Alexander was 18 years old when she started working in dispensary in 2006, eyeing entrepreneurship the one-time Louisiana beauty queen started her first company, Crystal Colt, manufacturing vape pens before surging into advising other marijuana businesses with marketing, creative direction, and digital strategy as part of her third eye agency. Women have a special power in cannabis, she says. Of her own use, Alexander adds, CBD helps me to balance my mood, relieve anxiety, and sleep better. Taunting her own brands, Alexander predicts a growth in the pot beauty category. So, shouts out to Olivia Alexander, the CEO and founder of Kush Queens. Good on you. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll like to see this. She is our number 21 Candle Woman of the Week since we started this show, which is uh, it's amazing. How, how many women just like keep keep doing their thing in the cannabis industry in a male dominated industry it's it's just amazing to see these guys or girls um push and strive to be one of the best in the category usually run by men it's it's very very eye-opening the push for it i mean should it just be male dominated i mean cannabis is for everybody so it should be a collective effort but I'm loving it. Um, and our source tonight is Vanity Fair, um, the top 100 most powerful women in cannabis. Thank you for that. Uh, read it verbatim right off the thing. So shouts out to Alex- Olivia Alexander. Shouts out to her. Man, it seems like when it comes to women in cannabis, it's uh, New York or L.A. <laughs> New York and Cali, man, it's just... They just breed them different there, I guess, man. Well, anyway, so it's getting close to the end. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this week's 420 news with uh, all three exciting uh, stories, plus our international story that we went over. Um, just everything. Just everybody out there, just make sure you follow your laws and stay safe. And uh, especially Virginia with the new governor coming soon, just follow your laws. Don't give them an excuse to change the laws back. Uh, make sure you educate and uh, don't abuse 
don't abuse the the new laws out there just keep it going speaking on just keep it going why don't you guys make sure you guys follow us over there at the round table underscore 757 we have a bunch of updates and maybe maybe keep tabs on that next uh, fall cannabis festival coming soon brought to you by trt productions uh me and mountain man still getting it going still trying to find a venue and a good price for everybody and keep it cheap for the vendors and keep ticket prices down but so far our ticket prices for a standard admission is 50 dollars and a vip ticket for for 150 and then if you want to become a vendor make sure you go there and email us at trtproduction757 at gmail.com or hit us up on instagram at tr at the round table underscore 757 the price of that is 300 right now but you get a 12 ticket package where you can sell at 50% commission and basically get your table for free in the end and bring 12 people to support your business. Well, anyway, guys, till next time, uh, next Tuesday, 420 News coming up. Make sure you guys check out uh, Tote Talk After Dark tomorrow night at 10 p.m. That's Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And remember, guys and girls, make sure you keep tinfoil hats and your bowls close. You never know what may happen.